Hey, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Andrew, and I am the lead pastor here at Mission Gathering Christian Church Disciples of Christ Charlotte and a part of the Mission Gathering movement, where we have churches from coast to coast who believe that being progressive and Christian isn't an oxymoron. So if this is your first time watching us, or if this is your first time gathering with our Charlotte community, I just want to say welcome. And to all of our brothers and sisters and siblings in Issaquah, happy Advent. So let's get to it. So this week, our, our theme is vulnerability, right? And many of us are pretty vulnerable right now. Our Thanksgiving tables were either empty or at least had a fewer people than normal. Maybe there was an empty chair from someone you've lost this year. Advent is usually a time when our calendars, our schedules are packed full of parties and time with loved ones, or even just the ability to go out and go shopping, right? But the global pandemic has made being home for Christmas in the, the levity of the season of lights more difficult than most of us can remember. And sure, there'll be Zoom after Zoom opportunity to connect with people over your screen. And every streaming platform out there, from Netflix to Hulu, will be marketing movies that invoke Christmas nostalgia like only North Americans can. But still, with whether you have a tree already put up or Christmas lights all over your house, this Advent season still feels pretty raw and tender, doesn't it? I mean, we're second-guessing every interaction that we have or every trip to the store. So that is why the, the Mission Gathering movement, that we came together and we chose this series called Honest Advent. Because Advent and Christmas just don't feel like they used to. And we need to be honest about that. So rather than lighting the candle of hope, as we would normal do, normally do on the first Sunday of Advent, we lit the digital candle of vulnerability. When we read the Gospels, those are the stories about Jesus and Jesus' time with us, we see that those who interacted with Jesus, connecting most deeply with him through their own vulnerability. In John chapter 3, the teacher Nicodemus connects with Jesus through his inability to understand what Jesus is saying beyond his own rigid religious schooling. In Matthew 8, the Roman centurion, whose job it was to command soldiers into battle, finds himself unable to heal his beloved. So vulnerably, he crosses over ethnic, religious, and homophobic boundaries to see his lover healed by Jesus. In Luke chapter 8, the bleeding woman comes to have her body healed. For years, she has been outcast and thrown out. But she comes to Jesus with all of that vulnerableness to be healed by him. Many of you, and I myself, we've made those vulnerable journeys or those movements towards Jesus. There was a moment maybe in your life where all of those pretenses and all of the walls that you've built up fell away, leaving you exposed and vulnerable. And there was Jesus, who meets our vulnerabilities always with compassion, patience, and grace. Or maybe that's not where you're at. Maybe you haven't had one of those moments yet. But in this season where you feel like you aren't enough, or like no matter how hard you try, you're letting someone down, or maybe you just can't get it right, maybe this has been a really, really hard nine months for you. I wanna tell you that this moment of Advent is a moment, an opportunity, and an invitation to prepare him room, right? To prepare and make space for Christ in the midst of your vulnerability. This is your moment, Mission Gathering. This is your moment, friends. Advent is the season where we recount the stories of Jesus' coming into the world and where we look forward 
into Jesus's second coming where we glimpse the lamb, which the book of Revelation calls the Alpha and the Omega, who was and is to come. In the prologue of John's gospel, we learn that Jesus is God's word, the Logos, the Christ, through which the singularity, all things that burst into making this universe our reality, comes into being. Everything known and unknown comes through that Christ, that Logos, that word. And that's such a powerful image. Right? It's a huge, powerful image. But we often miss this part from John's prologue. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light, but the world did not recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people did not welcome him. You see, the Christ was in existence from the beginning and comes into the world that it created. This is God's making God's self vulnerable to the rejection of those whom God made. I know that was a mouthful and don't let it melt your brain. God is making God's self vulnerable to the rejection of those whom God made. And you see our culture, our culture sees vulnerability as a weakness. And I don't care which side of the culture wars you're on. We see vulnerability as a weakness here in the United States of America. And it's hard for us to see God in a way that God would make God's self vulnerable. We want a mighty God, right? You know, we want, we want a God who can conquer our enemies, defeat the powers. And for those that like to party, we want a God who can make more wine in a single blow. We want the God of the pop worship songs from all the mega churches that sounds more like a member of Marvel's Avengers than one who comes humbly as a child. We don't want that God who was rejected by God's own people. We want a powerful God. But Advent, Advent doesn't show us a superhero version of God. You see, with Advent, we get a God who comes to us through vulnerable means. A God who chooses to enter the world through childbirth. And if you've been around a while, or if you've you know been paying attention, childbirth is not without risk. Each of us has known someone who's experienced the raw pain of a miscarriage. And if you haven't yet, just wait. Each of us has known somebody whose life has been debilitated or who have lost their lives through childbirth. And if you haven't yet, just wait. Because each year out of every 100,000 births here in the US, 27 women die. Most of whom are either racial minorities or people in poverty without health care. Here in the United States, six out of every 1,000 infants die shortly being after born. This is a rate that's 71% higher than the rest of the developed world. But you see, God doesn't choose to come into the 21st century. God chooses to enter in and to become one of us in the first century Roman Empire. And in that time, 30% of women died in childbirth. One third of all children died in infancy. It is that risk of vulnerability that God chooses to come into God's own creation through. Or as Scott Erickson says it, the divine gift comes to us through one of us into a womb of a blessed and humble teenage woman and honors and dignifies the sacrificial and wholly involved life of being a mom. Beyond the dangers of childbirth, God coming to be one of us means God being subjected to the vulnerability of needing to be cared for. Mission gathering friends, each of us comes into the world having our bottoms wiped. And if we live long enough, 
if we if we are blessed to live long enough, we'll leave in that same condition of dependency. So God comes into the world with all of that risk and loss of autonomy. Christ in Jesus is made completely vulnerable to the world they created. What does that vulnerability say to us about God? What does it say about a God who is willing to be vulnerable with us? Who is willing to come into this world through the statistical risk of childbearing? Who is willing to be attached to a placenta for nourishment and life to its own creation? Who is willing to grow slowly over nine months in a human womb? who is willing to be fearfully and wonderfully made just as we are fearfully and wonderfully made, who is willing to be bathed, fed, and protected by their own creation. Well, it points us to an insight about who God really is. You see, in our lives, any real connection that we have with anybody, any beyond like talking about the weather or going through the rigmarole of all this stuff that we bring up to keep our, our shields up, to keep our walls up, any real connection requires vulnerability because it takes the act of opening oneself up to be truly known. It takes the act of opening oneself up to hurt, to rejection, to be truly known. So God in the incarnation is showing us God's desire to be known and to know us. But if we're honest, that idea should scare us a little bit because being vulnerable can be scary. So many of us grew up in churches where so many preachers and, and teachers peddle a petty God who is wrathful and big on judgment. There's a toxically masculine version of Jesus, a Superman God. Because if God can be vulnerable enough to show us who God is by becoming one of us, then maybe that kind of God would ask us to be vulnerable to them. That kind of God would want to know us. Beyond simply just telling us what to do, that God would want to know us in spite of all we've done wrong or all we've done right. God wants to know all of us, the deepest parts of us. And I, I gotta be honest with you, right? There's always so much I don't like about myself and I'm sure there are so many things that you don't like about yourself. There's always too many regrets to even put on a list there's all these things that bring us down and cause us to feel shame. But Mission Gathering, friends, we do follow a mighty God in Jesus, amen? But Jesus is not mighty because of his ability to conquer the hardships of being human. No, friends, Jesus is mighty in his willingness to go through those hardships, to be vulnerable to them, to endure them, even to the point of death on a cross. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, or to say it another way, who takes away the barriers between us being truly vulnerable with God and being able to see who God is. This is the first Sunday of our Honest Advent, and we come together to confess that we are vulnerable, and we come together to be filled with the wonder at the God that we meet in Jesus who would take on all of that vulnerability. But Advent, like we said at the start, is not just about remembering how Christ came into the world through Jesus 2,000 years ago. It is also when we've confessed that Christ is with us now, fully present with me 
fully present with you in your most vulnerable states, at those empty tables, at that lack of gifts under the tree, as you look for employment because you've lost your job. Christ is with you in this moment right now. Christ is always fully present and always full of intention to love us. And in heaven, we also look forward in time to the end of all things or the beginning of the new thing. When one day Christ will come again to fully restore us to the ultimate reality of God. This is the first Sunday of Advent, Mission Gathering. This is the first Sunday of Advent, friends. So may you begin to experience the grace embedded in your vulnerabilities. This is the first Sunday of Advent Mission Gathering. This is the first Sunday of Advent, friends. May you begin to experience the grace embedded in your vulnerabilities. May you begin to allow the symbiotic mystery that is incarnation to fuel your Advent with wonder. In a time where death is so fully present, may your belief in the resurrection of all things give you trust in the mystery of the death of all things. Because death will always be with us. Coming is a day where every tear will be dried and all of reality will be burst forth into a greater wonder and reality than we could ever imagine. May your present stage or season in life, no matter how precarious or vulnerable, be the mighty ground for new divine participation. Mission Gathering friends, may it be so.